Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Mastermind.fm. Your hosts today are Ninja James Laws of Ninja Forms fame and myself, Jean Galea from WP Mayer and WP RSS Aggregator. Today, we're going to be talking about the software we use in our business and perhaps even if we have time, software that we use in our personal lives on a day-to-day basis. But before we dive into things, a few words from our sponsors. If you're in the market for a host, listen to this. We're excited to be able to announce that WP Engine, one of the best managed hosting solutions in the WordPress space, has recently become a sponsor of Mastermind.fm. This partnership is an honor for us, and it's a great deal for you. Head over to WPEngine.com and give them a look. Pick any one-year plan and enter the coupon code MASTERMIND at checkout. For our listeners, that means four months free managed WordPress hosting out of your first year with WP Engine. And that's hard to beat. WP Engine is one of the best managed hosting services in the WordPress community. As someone who makes a living in e-commerce, I just can't overstate how critical a solid, reliable hosting service is. WP Engine can be that host for you, and we hope you'll give them a try. Send us an email at podcast at mastermind.fm to let us know about your experience if you sign up with them. You won't be disappointed. Welcome back. So before the, this episode, me and James were discussing this post that I have up on my blog, which lists all the software I use. This is on a, in my personal life and also business, but it's a, quite a huge list. And I link it up in the podcast, but I guess we could start by discussing the development part of this list, right, James? Yeah. I, so when you mentioned that you had this uh, article and you posted it, I was like, man, you got a lot of software that you list here. And I, I, as I started to think about it, I was gonna, I was trying to pick on you. But then again, I thought the problem is, is I probably just haven't written down all the software that I touch on a daily basis. And so it's probably, and some things I don't even consider. So you have certain browsers in here uh, that you list. And so some things I don't even think about the fact that I interact with them on a daily basis. So, uh, so your list probably isn't as bad as I made it out to be, but it is a long list. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always trying to simplify my life, actually. Perhaps, you know, given all the traveling that we do and the fact that I cannot have much to carry around with me perhaps i go overboard in the software department to try to compensate for the rest <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough but we'll uh, we'll discover huh? yeah. through this episode we'll see if it's just me or, or so not. you wanted to start with development so let's start right? yeah let's start from the from the team like what we use for our projects in our team right since we're all remote based i guess even in your case slack is probably the most often used tool that we have while certainly Slack falls into our development workflow, it's definitely one of the ones I would consider in our communication workflow. We use it in every area of the business. Uh, we use it personally, so we have a few non-work channels as well that we as a team share just funny things that we come across or have conversations that are not necessarily work-related, but they are kind of you know, divided out into a, a separate channel. So there's definitely some stuff like that that we have. Um, but from a development workflow, I think, you know, we use some of the same common stuff, I'm sure, like all of our softwares and Git. So that's kind of a, not necessarily software specific, but 
definitely a web application that we use as far as a repository for storing all of our code. Um, some of us are command line grabbing Git, and some of us use source tree. It's probably the most common application we use to interact with Git, to make pull requests, um, to clone sites, things like that, to maintain our, our different uh, code bases. Um, so I'd say source tree is a big one for us in, inter in interacting with Git. Uh, do you use anything different for that? Yeah, I mean, we, we use uh, Bitbucket. So we use the Atlassian suite of tools. We have uh, Bitbucket for the repos. So Bitbucket gives you, if I'm not mistaken, unlimited private repos, which we use. And then we have Jira, which is used for managing all the issues and stuff. That's like totally a development tool. And then we also use Confluence from Atlassian. And so Confluence is more like our company... Uh, how do you say, maybe notice board, wiki kind of thing. So when we're doing an induction for a new employee, for example, that's where they can find all the info about the way we work, um, like FAQs about our internal support system. I mean, the processes that we use and stuff like that. It's all there. And even a dire directory of the whole team and who, who does what. Uh, so that's definitely a big part of our day-to-day -day process. We use for managing the team and onboarding, um, process documentation, things like that. We use a service called Kin HR, uh, and they handle, it pretty much handles all of our time off requests, our scheduling, so we know when people are gonna be in or out of the office. Um, it handles a lot of our anniversaries and dates, so we know when people are coming up. We handle our um, team reviews through that system. Uh, and, all, and it has a place for all of our procedures and documents for that kind of stuff and processes for that. So we use that system for, for that specific thing. Although we have on, on and off used something like Trello to do that same kind of create kind of onboarding workflow and stuff. But we found a system built specifically for kind of that HR side and processes side really worked better for us. From a development standpoint, uh, we don't have a lot of tools that we use uh, as far as, as development. We keep it really fairly simple. Uh, so we're using SourceTree for interacting with the code. Um, I think a, a little bit, some of us are using different code editors. So we have a lot of, uh, um, what is it, PHP Storm is used by a lot. I don't do any heavy development on my personal side. I prefer something like a Sublime Text. Uh, I think I'm using Sublime Text 3. And I like it because it's fast, super lightweight. I want something that just loads instantly and I can get right to work where to me, PHP Storm takes a lot longer to load because it's much more robust of an IDE, if you will. Um, and those are the basics of software. Like it's interesting for a company that does development, we don't have a lot of tools for development. We keep it pretty pretty simple. Obviously, you have your browsers. Um, I prefer using Safari for my browser, even in development, where most everyone else on the team prefers to use Chrome because it has better networking uh, tests for when you're pinging the server and hitting the server with stuff and getting responses back. And I haven't seemed to be able to find a way in Safari to do that network monitoring like you can in Chrome. But those are those are the basics of, uh, the, I think, of the development tools. I have used a few other things like SQL Pro for interacting with databases, but that's about it. So you seem to have run through quickly all the tools and leave the rest to me, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, well, because you kind of went on this like team management and I was like, I, I have about what you use for just the team management portion, right. all of development. I may have some things as you bring it up that I like, I haven't talked about server software and things like that for local hosts and stuff. 
So I'd like to d- dig a bit deeper on on things like Slack, for example, because, okay, like when we started, everybody was mentioning Slack, but it took us some time to actually get to grips with how best to organize the channels, where everything should go. And I think our listeners would benefit if we kind of share our list of channels and maybe how we organize things within Slack itself. Yeah, that's fair. For example, we have Hash Banter channel, which we use for like random stuff or like latest posts about Donald Trump, I think <laughs> funny stuff, you know, or nice dishes of food that we ate. So that's a very random channel. Then we have a Celebrate Good Times channel, which we found, we implemented recently and found really useful. So this is for things when we have a good month in sales or perhaps a nice review from someone that goes there. Let's see, we have also reminders. So that's reserved for, for example, we have a stand-up meeting every Monday. So each of us uh, gets a reminder to join the stand-up meeting. We have automatic posts from our blog, which go here, and even comments. We have a Hall of Fame. This is interesting. So this is to provide a a bit of a lighter side to support, because support can be really tough sometimes. So we use the Hall of Fame for when, when we get some really difficult clients and you know, we kind of joke about how difficult they are. And, you know, I, I can't think of one specific ticket at the moment, but I'm sure every developer who's listening will have a good number of tickets in mind where the, the client was just really <laughs> impossible to, to serve. So that goes there. And yeah, we have some private channels, as you mentioned. So I have a private channel where I get help scout notifications. So when a ticket is assigned to me, I get a notification there. And as you're probably understanding, we use Slack not only for our like chat channel, but it's our control panel as a team. So that's the way it works. Uh, we have availability. So if somebody is not going to be available for like the afternoon or the next day, that's where they post. And then we have a kind of a developer's channel, a releases channel, a channel dedicated to support. And then we also have some product related channels since we have multiple products we have hash wpra and then support for example so that's related to aggregator and then we have an edd channel where we discuss our edd add-ons so that keeps things separated even though because we have different people working on different stuff that's very cool we have some similar stuff like that um our probably our most used channel is the one we set up called our activity feed and it just basically catches every mention of us on the internet. So if somebody comments on any of our blog posts, if somebody mentions us on Twitter or mentions one of our products, anytime there's a sale, every single sale goes through the activity feed so the entire team can see whether we're doing well or not. In our activity feed, we wrote a little slash command that goes to our server and gets the current day sales, the current month sales, and our current lifetime sales. So every team can run that command at any time and see how are we doing as a company. So the activity feed is one of our more act, obviously our most active channel because it brings all that stuff in. But we have separate channels for like departments. So development has a channel, support has a channel, content and social marketing both have separate channels where we discuss just the things that we're writing, the things that we're developing, the things, the things that are going on in support and you know things that we're doing on support uh, in social media. We have a status channel, which is kind of, I think, a lot like your availability channel in the sense that it's when people say that, you know, hey, I'm in or I'm working remotely from here from these hours or I won't be available during these hours for whatever reason. That's kind of what our status channel is for. Um, and then we have just a kind of a non-work channel where we 
kind of just discuss whatever comes up that's just not work-related. Uh, we also have a news channel where we just basically bring in RSS feeds from wherever just to bring in all kinds of content related to the stuff of, type of work that we do so that everybody can kind of peruse that channel at any time and get some good information of what's going on in the community around us. Uh, so that's really helpful. We also have some private channels as well. We have a management channel, which is just our my management team, so that we can discuss more internal stuff that we don't necessarily need to be discussing in front of the whole team until we figured it out. We also have a legal channel where my lawyer is actually uh, involved in that Slack channel, so that as we have questions, we just post it there, and he, he just communicates with us on there. We actually have a friends channel, which is just kind of a anybody who who wants to be able to communicate through us with Slack and we don't have a way to communicate with them in some other way, we can actually add them to our, our group and they're just in the basically the Friends of the WP Ninjas channel for, for that purpose. Uh, and then we have some other fun ones like fantasy football. As fantasy football season's coming up, I commissioned last year. This year, I'm having someone else commish. And we just, any all conversation around fantasy football happens in that channel. Uh, and then we just have a general team channel. So where we just, anything that's work-related but just doesn't fit anywhere else and we want to talk about as a team, that's where we do it. And people have different notifications. Where some of them they'll turn off because they don't care as much, and others are considered always on channels. Everybody's required to keep those channels on and notifications on at all times, just in case an emergency happens. So things like that. Yeah. So perhaps one of the most important things about Slack is the ability to, to, to hook into different services. As you mentioned, you have the, we have the ability to get the sales from our website. And I believe you, I'm using your piece of code for that purpose as well. I think you had released it on GitHub, right? Yeah, I think I put a gist out there on GitHub and wrote about it on my blog when I when I first wrote it, put it together. Yeah, so that's awesome. And uh, you also mentioned that you're having the activity feed, right? So how, how does that work? Well, we're using obviously a ton of um, integrations for that. They have some some Twitter integrations that built in where you can do some Twitter searches. We also bring in our sales I don't remember exactly how that's set up now that I think about it. I'm like, um, I don't know what the tool is it's bringing in the sales for that at this <laughs> moment. It might be a, just a simple, might be an EDD Slack integration or something else. Yeah, I mean, it should be based on the other one you have, right? It, yeah, it could be something like that. It, I, I, you know, after a while, you add so many integrations, you don't remember what they all are. But those are the main ones that we have in there. And then we just have, I can't remember the plugin that's doing it, but we get all of our comments from all of our sites and they go into the, so anytime somebody comments, it goes into the activity feed as well. We have some fun ones too, some fun integrations. So we have Pinpon, P-I-N-P-O-N. It's a basically an e, uh, a ranking system for ping pong. And so all of our Slack, everyone in the organization has it. And you basically can report your games that you play and people get ranked based on their EOL score or ELO score, or whatever it's called. So we have some fun stuff like that. I just recently added um, plus plus. So you can kind of up plus up or down things and people. So somebody does something really good. You say like, you know, at James Laws, plus plus. And there goes, yay, congratulations, James. You just got plus one. And then you can do a leaderboard and see how people rank. And, and it, you can actually rank things too. So somebody might do, hey, at Donald Trump, minus minus, <laughs> you know, and, um, you know, which is the only appropriate way to mention Donald Trump with that application. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can also program Slack to put up an image, for example, if you 
and mention some particular, for example, you mentioned Donald Trump and this image comes up automatically, right? So fun stuff like that. And as we mentioned, these, these things might sound silly, but especially for us, since we're a remote team, it's very important for us, especially, I believe it's important in bridging cultures too, because we have people from all around the world. So sometimes we might, you know, mention something and the other person from the other side of the globe might not understand what the hell we're talking about. And that, what follows is actually a sharing and explaining of, of why we're mentioning something. And it's really good to bond between us. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big uh, big fan of Slack. I'm in, in far too many groups, actually. Yeah, same here. So obviously, we use, you mentioned the RSS feeds to give news to the rest of the team. And we actually built WP News Desk a few months ago, which I had shown you, I, I, I remember. So that gathers all the news from the WordPress community using WP RSS aggregator. And then it outputs a feed, which we then use to import into Slack. So if anyone wants to set that up, it's very easy. Yeah, and that's a, that's actually primarily what feeds our news channel is uh, WP News Desk is, is one of the main ones. And then there's a few others that we may get, we may have put in there. And then we have some repeats because as WP News Desk has added new sources and we already had those sources in our feed, we get a few duplicates that we need to clean out. <laughs> Apart from, you mentioned also being... Uh, on many teams so since people might be wondering why we have so many teams i just go through a few that i have that are wordpress related so i actually have one for wp mayor and one for the plugin side of our business since those are quite distinct to different people on them and then i have the wordpress i think this is the advanced wp group uh, which is a facebook group a huge facebook group and there's also the slack channel for that I'm on the WordPress official Slack system where there are tons of channels and you can follow all the developments happening within the WordPress core development team, like the, the new plugins, repo and everything. Things are discussed there. And I'm also a member of the excellent post status it's a private community. I don't know what it's called exactly, but it's really useful. And that's this some, something that I use every day, actually, versus the other channels, which I don't really pop into every day apart from our team, of course. Yeah, we have, as far as channels, we have some of the same post status we share. We're both in post status. I'm in the Genesis WP uh, Slack group. We have a special one for NinjaForms devs. So if you're a developer and you're wanting to work in the code of NinjaForms, we have a whole group and a bunch of channels for different parts of the project that we invite people on. We also have WP Chattanooga, which is a meetup we organize. And so we bring, you know, we invite the whole community to help us organize that. Um, I just recently been added to the WP Nashville group that organizes uh, WordCamp Nashville coming up in September. You should come. Um, and then I'm also a part of the WP Developers Club. I'm in that group a little bit. So yeah, there's a, there's a, just a lot of Slack groups and that's not even all of them. There's, there's more, but they don't, they don't deserve a mention, but yeah, I mean, I just remember that there's an app for people who are kind of feeling this overload in teams. So you are talking about channels, but they're actually teams, right? So yeah, yeah, that's true. They're, they're teams. So there's an app. I can't remember the name. It was mentioned, I guess, on post status or yeah, it was one on one of Brian Krogsgaard's emails, actually. So there's an app to make uh, an app or there's some code to make an app from one team. So you can have an individual app for, say, the Ninja, the Ninja WP Ninjas team that will actually like be available on your desktop and it will open Slack within an app 
I kind of separated them and put the uh, WordPress one in, in there so I don't get distracted by it every day. That's interesting. And talking about Slack, I was actually looking into Mattermost lately, which is the open source version or competing version to Slack. Actually mirrors basically all the Slack functionality and adds something which my developers have been clamoring for for a long time now, threaded communication and stickies. I'm going to try, probably try it out. So this is a self-hosted system and we're going to be trying it out on a DigitalOcean droplet in the coming days or weeks and see how it compares to Slack. Yeah, there was another tool that I was playing around with that's, again, it's just like Slack, similar, but it had the threaded comments so that, you know, if everybody knows if you're using Slack, you end up, you know, you, you post a comment and then you want to respond to something that happened like 10 comments ago. It's seemingly, you know, just completely out of context now because it's other conversations have taken place. And so this, I can't remember the name of the app off the top of my head now. I was looking through to see if I had might have been River. River is it? Yeah. No, I think it began. I think it began with an M, but I can't. I can't remember. I don't see it in my list. I must have uninstalled it at some point because I couldn't get the team behind it. <laughs> but I liked it for that very reason, right? Because it had you could go back and not just when you see something, you could comment directly to it, and it was all in line together, so you understood the context of the conversation taking place. It was really cool. Yeah, I mean, Mattermost seems really interesting. You know, the fact that it's open source and self-hosted is really enticing for me to try it out. Um, I know that people within the WordPress community have tried it out. Uh, Danny Van Kooten was mentioning it last time, so he made the transition. You know, it has threaded comments, and it also has obviously the full history, which Slack doesn't give you unless you're paying the premium version. And uh, not to be cheap, but imagine like you have the post status community, which has more than 300 members, I believe, if not more. Paying for each uh, member pretty much makes the whole business not a business, basically, because you end up losing money. And so in that case, Mattermost would be a better solution, I believe. I think at this point, why don't we take another break for our other sponsor, and then we'll come back and move on to software that isn't Slack. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and, uh, and break for that. For just a moment, we'd like to mention that this week's episode of Mastermind.fm is brought to you by SiteLock. It's not hard to see why website security should be one of your primary concerns as a webmaster. And SiteLock is the industry-leading website security solution provider. With an easy-to-use WordPress plugin that puts management of your website's defenses right there in your dashboard and the most comprehensive malware detection and prevention system on the market, you can't go wrong with SiteLock. Check them out today at SiteLock.com mastermind. Okay, and we're back and James promised that I won't be talking anymore about Slack, but I have one more <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Because I was mentioning archives and there is a way to actually get archives if you're not on the premium version of Slack. It's called Slark and it's slark.com and it enables you to get the history of your Slack channels, even if you're not paying the premium version. And again, this arose in the post status community because Obviously, as we were mentioning, it's impossible for Brian to pay for the premium version. So somebody suggested this alternative. Yeah, that's interesting. Very cool. And that's it on Slack. All right, Jean. So what is so we've talked a little bit about development software um, that you use and that I use, and some of, we have a little bit of overlap. 
Let's talk. Let's move on from development a little bit. We can come back if we want to in a future episode, kind of dig in because in all of these categories, there's so much wealth of software and how you use these tools and how they impact your workflow. Uh, we we would be here forever if we tried to discuss them all. So let's transition and talk about maybe productivity software because I know you're a bit of a, a kind of a productivity freak yourself, right? Always trying to find, and, and I think all of us are, right? We're trying to figure out how do we become as productive as possible. So let's, let's transition to some of your productivity uh, software apps. Perhaps if you agree, I will start by trying to limit that to what we use in the team, right? Rather than personal productivity, because I'm sure I can ramble on for a whole episode on that. So that's fair. Okay. <laughs> so for example, we use tools like Trello, which I know you use as a team as well. And Trello is more for the non-developers on our team. And that's where we kind of keep, one thing I use it for is to keep our monthly goals on. So I have a number of big items on the Trello kind of columns. So we have a board with monthly goals and for each month we have a column. And those are, the list basically has these big goals that we have to tackle. And then we use the color coding to sort of red is obviously not started then it becomes amber if we started it and green is ready kind of stuff like that to just see how we're doing on things and that gives us a very visual tool to know how we're doing that's all it is yeah we use trello a lot too we probably have you know 30 some odd boards for various areas of the company um, special projects that come up what's what's nice about trello is it's so freeform that you know, if a project comes up, you can pretty much spin up, spin up a new Trello board really quickly and create any kind of workflow that you want to through it. So it's really helpful whenever we have a special project come up. Um, most specifically, our editorial calendar and schedule is kind of managed through Trello. Um, there's only a couple people that actually look at that, but it works really well to kind of see where we are, see what's scheduled. And we use color codes for our different web properties. So we know this article is for Ninja Forms because it's labeled red. And if it's WP Ninjas, it's labeled yellow and, you know, all that stuff. So we kind of can see visually, look at the editorial schedule, look at what's coming up, look at what's been recently pu published and see how we're doing as far as distributing our articles across our properties because we have a specific plan as to how we publish and how, how frequently we publish each of those properties. So Slack is very cool. Yeah, definitely it works. It works well. Slack is very cool. Slack, did I say Slack again? <laughs> you yeah. mentioned it last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to Slack. Everything comes back to Slack. In fact, there's Trello integration for Slack. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Trello actually works really well, as you mentioned, for content management. And that's what Aliona uses for WP Mayor exclusively on Slack. <laughs> See, we cannot get what is, I think there I think Slack sends a frequency through my computer so I can only think about Slack. There must be something to the name. No wonder they're they they must be making money hand over fist. My goodness, we can't get let go of it. Okay, so let's talk about other things we use like Skype, which you might use less than us because you're all based in an office. But we kind of have our stand-up meetings on Skype. But lately we have been using another tool, which I really like. It's called appear.in. And uh, it's basically a browser kind of group communication tool, which can also be used for one-to-one -one conversations. It has a chat, also screen sharing. And it also has an app on iOS and I believe also Android. Does it integrate with Slack? Uh, for sure. Everything <laughs> integrates with Slack. <laughs> 
Sorry, I couldn't let that go. No, it's true. It's important to mention it. <laughs> and in fact, when I was looking at alternatives, that's the number one thing that I was looking at. If I have the integrations, if not, it's not worth it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the power of software today anyway, right? Like, it's can this talk to something else that I find extremely important in my workflow? So there is a quite a bit, you know, not, I know we're joking and harping on Slack, but there is a lot of, if it's a communication tool and it doesn't integrate with Slack, then it doesn't fit into our communication flow because that's where we spend most of our time. You know, it's a perfect example of this is when somebody submits time request off and gets approved in KinHR, which is what handles our time off request, we can post it to a calendar. But I don't want to have to pull up a calendar every morning to see who is or isn't in the office. So I need something that'll post a notification to Slack. Well, luckily, through the tools like Zapier and things like that, or Zapier or whatever they call themselves, uh, through those types of applications, I can actually hit the calendar a week in advance, two days in advance, and drop it into Slack and give my team the notification that says, hey, our developer, our senior developer is not in the office today, so be aware. Um, so that that is a, actually a deciding factor as we look at, as I look at new applications of whether we'll use it or not. And I'm glad you mentioned Zapier because that's what powers most of the integrations together with, there's another tool called If This Then Else, I believe. Uh, if This Then That. Then That, sorry, yeah. So I, I believe there's another one which I can't recall. These are the three big ones and that's what powers a lot of these integrations and you can also do things like if you're into internet of things you can have like a weather monitor that pings slack through the zapier connection and fun stuff like that very cool so i also use sourcetree as you mentioned and in that department everybody is free to use their own software so we have a guy on linux who doesn't use sourcetree but does it all through the command line and i use cornerstone for the WordPress.org SVN repositories. SourceTree can only be used for Git repo repos, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't have a feature for the SVN stuff. And then I use Transmit for FTP. I used to use FileZilla before. The Transmit has a few fun features that FileZilla doesn't have, and it just looks better as well on Mac. Yeah, I, I, use, I use FileZilla mostly. I think I used Transmit a while back. I don't remember why I stopped using it, but I use Cornerstone and, and stuff like that for the development side of things, Source Tree, which we mentioned earlier. From back to productivity, a list, uh, an app that I've started using recently because I, while I love Trello, Trello isn't great for like a to-do list, at least in my opinion. Again, because Trello feels like something I have to look at frequently. I kind of have to log in, pull up the board, see what's going on and what activity is happening. And I tend to be too scattered and too busy to have time to pull things up to see what's happening. So I need notifications. Notifications are the, like the lifeblood of everything that I do. Uh, so I've actually been working with at least part, a portion of my team. We've been experimenting using something like Wonderlist as our kind of to-do management where we can create a grouping for projects, assign those, com comment and communicate back and forth on a particular to-do item, you know, mark that thing is done and the whole team can be notified that that part has been done so that if I have something that I've been waiting on and, and, and Zach has to do something and if he doesn't get it done, it blocks me, I can wait until I see him mark that as done and then I know I can move on and I don't have to think about it. So Wonderlist is another one of those apps that we've been doing a lot with, um, which I enjoy. And so one thing I wonder is what app you use for email. So for email, I have, I have gone through 
I don't know how many email applications on my Mac and iOS trying to find the right, and I keep coming back to just plain inbox. Google's inbox to me is perfect the way it is. And even every time I even, I've bought a number of them and try them out for a day and go, nope, doesn't do what I need it to do. Uh, inbox good. It lets me categorize messages. It lets me put them into groups that make sense for me. And my favorite feature, which helps me empty my inbox quickly, is to be able to just snooze an email and have it come back in tomorrow morning, next week, when I know I'll be more prepared to deal with it. Um, so inbox to me is they've Google did a really good job with that workflow, uh, for handling email. And that's kind of my go-to application. What do you use? So I'm using Google, um, in general for email, but I'm using an app called Mailplane, which basically gives you the same interface as Gmail through a browser, but it's in an app. And you can have different tabs for calendars and other Gmail accounts. So that's really nice. And then I was also experimenting with Airmail. So the problem I had was that I had some other accounts which are not on Gmail. And Mailplane obviously is just Gmail. So I was uh, using Airmail, which is really nice as well. And that allows me to add these other email accounts, which are on Zoho Mail. I um I used to have a lot of email accounts, and now I've shaved those all off. I used to have email accounts for everything, and I pretty much exclusively now live in my WP Ninja's email account. And so I don't need to have something that integrates with a lot of multiple services. I do have a couple other accounts that get forwarded to my main account, and I still just deal with them in my one inbox. But I, I have I have found that Inbox works really really well for me, and since I and it has an iOS app which is for my iPhone, so I have it I have it accessible there as well. And I found that all I need is a browser email. I don't need an application specifically for that. So that's kind of what I've gone towards. Uh, okay, because I was trying to find the app, but it's an browser thing. Yeah, I mean the browser works fine for me, and Inbox actually is just. To me, it's nice because I can just cycle through my day really quick. And I mean, since we're talking a little bit about workflows and productivity, when I go through my email, I, I pretty much go through and I answer everything that I can answer. Well, actually, first thing I do is, uh, no, that, that's about right. I go through and I answer everything I can answer. I snooze everything that I know I can't deal with, and then I delete everything else. I mean, it's pretty much how I do Or Or if it's just something like, I'm not going to delete it because I did want it, but I'm not going to read this one, I can just archive it and be done with it. But that's pretty much my workflow. So it's it's just really nice. Answer what I can answer right then in a few seconds, snooze to the appropriate time frame to the ones that I can't deal with, and just delete or save everything else in, in the archive. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll mention this again in the productivity episode. But I, one of the things that I use a different app for, one of the reasons for using a different app is actually to open Mailplane at different times of the day and not have email distract me throughout the whole day because I tend to get distracted quite a lot of times if I have it open all, all the time and it's open in front of me in a tab, for example. Yeah, I, I you know, right now, for instance, I have uh, Inbox in a tabbed, kind of a pinned tab in my browser. I don't go to it all the time. It doesn't give me any notifications when there's any more messages in it. And one of the ways I handle productivity with that is I schedule it to only show me new messages every morning at 7 a.m. And so the rest of the day, email may come in all day, but it doesn't show up in my inbox uh, until the next morning. That way I just, I, even if I go there thinking, oh, let's see what's there, nothing's there. Like it just doesn't show up. Sounds good. 
And actually, you remind me of this nice service that I use. It's called Follow Up Then. So it's basically the same thing that if you have something that you want to come back to, you can just forward that email mm-hmm. and put in the time that you want to kind of snooze it for. So it's like five days at followupthen.com and it will remind you in five days. It could be one month, one year, whatever. So you just use that forwarding format. Yeah, I, that that's a nice service. I do like... Um Inbox has some really nice things. So it has some built-in ones where it just pushes it to tomorrow. Uh, you can do later in that day. And you can even set up some custom times. Or if this one you just want to get it at a very specific time, you can just set that date and time. So it's definitely pretty flexible as far as things like that are concerned. I was wondering if you're using Google, like the apps in general, Google Docs and stuff like that. Yeah, so WP Ninja's domain, we've registered with Google Apps. And we handle pretty much our whole company <laughs> through that. So Google Drive is how we share all our files. Uh, Google Docs, we have hundreds and hundreds of documents where we collaborate on whether it be articles or you know sales copy or whatever the case may be. Procedures and processes start in Google Docs before they get moved into an official document. Uh, so yeah, we, we maintain a lot. Of, we do use a lot with Google Docs. We tr- we, matter of fact, a lot of times we inform a lot of what software, especially online software, is whether we can log in through our Google accounts to make things seamless for us through the whole process. Yeah, I think we we actually quite limited use of Google apps and it's something I want to move towards because I've like we even had our own individual emails so far. So now everybody in the company will have this official email on the Google platform and we'll use that to log in as well. And it's also handy for user management and access control. And that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, my rule of thumb is, too, from a company standpoint, if you give everyone their official email account and whenever you have them log into a specific system that is business related, you make them use that email address, you create their account through that email address. It makes it a lot easier when the time comes, if God forbid you have to let somebody go because you just disable one email account and they're done. Like they get locked out of everything. And so that's just from a security standpoint and from a user management standpoint or a staff management standpoint, definitely nice to kind of hold everything through that one account. Definitely. I would agree on that one. Much easier like that. (laughs) And in fact, I was asking you last week about this specific thing on how to manage all the permissions for everyone in the company. And that's when I would mention actually Excel. So Excel is, can be used for anything, obviously, but it's quite handy when listing down permissions for everyone in the business. And although you can use the Google accounts for logging in and stuff, it's also good to have a list of what permissions each member on your team has. I don't know if you have anything similar. Well, we have. I call James eating a burger. Trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through and I'm trying to think of we we went through a process where I was trying to save everything in a in a document like that, um, but that has since been retired. And I probably do need to go through an audit of all of our accounts and all of our logins and kind of think through. So I was trying to think if I still had one, even as a starting point. But I think it's those have all been pretty much purged at this point because we've been doing everything through particular staff members' email accounts. The last uh, tool we use is Dropbox. And I presume that you don't use that since you use Google Drive. I, I use them both. So I've had a Dropbox account from you know pretty much day one when Dropbox came out. 
Um, so we use that, but I use my Dropbox. I, I probably would say I use my Dropbox more for personal use and my Google Drive account more for business and team use. Yeah, we're probably kind of the same way so far. We don't actually share a lot internally, lots of files. For business, I think I actually use Dropbox more uh, for management stuff. That's where we hold our documents kind of. But yeah, anything else is really shared on Slack, these one-off things. So don't share a lot of documents. But obviously we'll be using Google Drive uh, going forward. Yeah, I Google what I will say like for us Google Drive what well, we we have a lot of like Google Docs and Google spreadsheets and stuff like that that we share obviously. Um, as far as files, we don't have a lot of files that we share, but I do have different files in different places. So, for instance, from a management and accounting standpoint, we save all of our statements. We download them each month, and we have them split up by year and by account so that we have an archive of every statement every forever, every, every month. We archive that all on Google Drive just so that we have an access, so we have it in the cloud and accessible from any location. The other thing that we do with that is we keep all of our some of our legal documents, um, like 1099s and things like that, so they're easily accessible by our accountant uh, or by other members of the team that may need access to them for one reason or another. I keep all of our branding assets in Google Drive because I get sick of people asking me, hey, can I get the Ninja Forms logo if I need it for X or Y? And I'm just like, you know what? All the branding is in Google Drive. Go get what you need and take care of it. So. Yeah, we're actually using Evernote for some of our accounting stuff. So whenever I get, you know, a receipt from, say, Atlassian or Help Scout, which we didn't mention, by the way, uh, it all, all gets sent to Evernote and my accountant has access to that folder so I can see all the receipts and stuff. But you can do it just the same with Google Drive. You know, having this conversation, we've been a little all over the place. We've touched a little bit on productivity. We've touched a little bit on development. I think what might be helpful in the future, and I definitely would love feedback from the listeners as to what workflows you're struggling with. Are you having are you struggling with putting together a good development workflow and managing that within a team? Are you struggling with your productivity of your team? Are you struggling with the HR components or the accounting components of your, of your uh, business or organization? I, I would love to do a few episodes as we move past this where we actually discuss not just the tools, but the tools as they pertain into our specific workflows and how we manage that to be as not just productive, but efficient. Because those things sometimes are, are fighting against each other. We keep adding productivity. So we're doing a lot of stuff, but it's taking us a lot longer to do it because we're not efficient in the way that we do it. Uh, and so we may, through the conversation, find out that one of us is perhaps doing things in an inefficient way, although we would say we're being productive in the sense that we are accomplishing the task, but we might not be doing it in the fastest way possible. But I'd be curious from our listeners, and you can post, you can send us an email at podcast at uh, mastermind.fm or uh, post on our website to let us know what kind of workflows that you're struggling with as a business or an organization. And while we might not have the direct answer for you, we can share very specifically those processes that we have in place and, and learn together. Uh, and maybe some of the stuff that we have will help inform you in adjusting your own processes. All right, James. So we've mentioned a lot of products today and, and software that we use. I'm sure we'll have inspired some of our audience to try out new things and perhaps just call us crazy for using so many tools. And please, as James mentioned, please let us know uh, if we th you think we're doing things in an overly complicated way or whether you have 
some feedback about workflows and what you'd like us to discuss next in the next episodes. And I guess that's it from us today. Um, if you want to continue conversation with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Jangalea and my blog is jangalea.com. And you can find me on Twitter at James Laws or my website, jameslaws.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes and subscribe on Mastermind.fm. Thank you guys and take care. We'll see you in the next episode. See you later.